Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. All right, we're here with Keithley in the house. What's going on, Keithley? Hi, not much. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to come chat with me. Of course, thank you. Um, so I talked to you a little bit before we got started that I'd seen you, I think, opening here at Pony Boy for Ken Pomeroy. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Or was she opening for you? I can't remember um, the order. I can't remember either. I can't even remember what show that was. I don't know. I don't even know Anytime what Anytime it's is. Ken and I, I feel like we're <laughs> double headlining because <laughs> she's so great. Yeah. She is. She made me cry that night for sure. Oh my gosh. She made me cry the first time I saw her too. Well, I guess the first time I saw her, she opened for Wanda Jackson like forever ago. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, at the Rodeo Opry. And I was like, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> and But she was like 16, I think. She was super young. And now she has like a band. We kind of have the same band right now. Um, but yeah, she's super sick. Yeah, she's obnoxiously talented. One of those people where you're just like, I don't even want to try anymore. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's all heartbreaking and amazing. The, the stuff she, I think she wrote with John Calvin... Albert? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, that stuff was amazing too. She, I'm like one of her biggest fans. I think. Yeah. yeah same. I wrote it. I think the thing that I wrote after I saw her was the must see act of the year, and then I said, I think I said in that article that this uh, this doesn't matter what year you read it. It's every year <laughs> she's the must see act of the year. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we're big fans of Ken here. So. Heck yeah. But I'd asked her. I was like, man, I think I'd like to have Keith Lee on. She was like, for sure, ask her. So. Yeah. We finally made it happen. For cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your music and, you know, what people maybe can kind of expect from a live show for you? Yeah. So I'm like a singer songwriter. Um, I kind of like started with folksier stuff, but I'm kind of moving into the indie rock genre a little bit. Um, I currently do like a solo thing just under Keith Lee, and then I have Keith Lee and the Burning Bras, which is whenever I have the band there. Um, and it's super, like, Midwestern indie rock with the band, and then it's pretty um, simple, like, intimate acoustic guitar. and Or not even acoustic. I guess I've been playing with my electric recently. But, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of exactly what kind of music I write <laughs> like I guess it's kind of like angry girl music for sure like there's a lot of angst in the lyricism I think but yeah there's a lot of shit to be mad about so oh my gosh I get it. yes <laughs> everyone be acting a fool That's, yeah, acting a donkey out mm -hmm. here mm-hmm uh, well, yeah, like I, I really enjoyed your life set that you played here at Pony Boy. I think I saw you another time at Speakies, maybe one other time. Yeah, I love um, Speak. And so, yeah, I love going there. I just saw a Speak memory there. If you if you know those oh, guys, yeah, they're yeah, insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, always loved catching a live show. Was really impressed with uh, the stuff you're playing. But it is really cool to hear like kind of your take on. It's like asking someone what they do, and then mm -hmm. it almost like you're not in the minority of like having a tough time doing that so okay, don't, don't feel yeah. bad like that happens a lot yeah it's like oh, it's kind of this kind of that yeah i just <laughs> normally listen to what other people say it is and i'm like sure <laughs> sure yeah but then whenever i have to be like it is this i mean i don't <laughs> even know ma'am it's um, just my feelings no, into right. songs yeah i feel you um 
So yeah, it is. I do always like to hear too about. Um, I guess influences kind of makes me cringe. Like whenever you're like asking a musician, <laughs> "What's your influence?" Yeah. But the thing that I like to hear is like, what kind of music do you remember when you were growing up that mm-hmm. was playing around when you were growing up? So my mom was definitely into like, uh, kind of the like. 80s goth vibe like big fan of the cure oh, like new order type stuff or what yeah definitely and then like uh also my dad was into like like bob seeger and stuff like that and so i remember like a wide variety that is like quite yeah a range. also my mom was like i remember uh she was trying to get me and my sister to listen to cool music too, and so we like started listening to like Evanescence whenever we were. Oh shit! You know those like eight-year-olds who are like belting an Evanescence song? That was me, and my sister for sure. Well, we know Amy Lee was very formative on a lot of people's <laughs> yeah adolescence, uh, myself yeah, included. Their upbringing for sure. <laughs> um, I, and then, okay, so I went through this phase where I was like, I'm going to listen to music my parents don't listen to. And I went on, like, this country kick. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> your I'm, your rebellion was to listen to some exactly, country. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, uh, then I kind of got into Sheryl Crow and um, just kind of leaned into, like, the not-so-country but, like, women – who have, like, country influences. Okay. Like Liz Fair type shit. Exactly, yeah. And then I moved into, like, I think my first CD that I bought with my own money was, like, a Jason Mraz CD. Oh, man. So then I got into, like, the jazzy, like, coffee shop, white people music. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, Jack like, Johnson action, Exactly. Probably. Oh, my gosh. What is that? <laughs> Banana pancakes? Yep. That was my shit. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think. Like, I got really... Oh, my God. So... If this tells you anything about me, after Twilight, the movie Twilight changed my taste in music forever. <laughs> I swear to God. They had a great soundtrack. It was a great soundtrack. Honestly, that is the best worst movie ever, <laughs> I think. I still stand by that. Every time it rains, I'm like, oh, we should watch we Twilight. Should, <laughs> it feels like we're in Washington. <laughs> exactly. Let's look at, okay, let's bring Twilight up. Look at this soundtrack one time. Oh my gosh. And like half the songs were written for Twilight, which like some uh, reason made it even better. Paramore is a Paramore song. Yes. Was it Decode or no, Pressure? Uh, oh, there I was can't a Paramore remember. song. I think that was, I think you're, what you're saying, it was like written yeah. for the movie. No, they totally introduced me to Paramore, but I can't remember the song. It might be Decode, is it not? Let's look it up. Let's see here. Twilight soundtrack. There we go. What we got on here? Yeah, it was the code. Wow. Nice. I don't know why I remember that. It's funny. Oh, nice. shit. Muse. Linkin Park. Mute yep. Math. Wow. Shout out to Mute Math. <laughs> you know, I tried to have Paul Meany on my show before. Really? And um, he's real nice. He wrote me back. And he's like, you know, I really don't have time right now. Oh. And I was like, that's even better than just not hearing back. Like, right? I at least heard back from the guy. What a sweet person. Collective Soul. Iron and Wine. Wow. All right. Yeah. Some low-key bangers wine. on here. I know. What was Iron and Wine song? I know. Oh, Flightless Bird, American Mouth. Right? It's a good one. The one time I saw uh, Iron and Wine, he didn't play it. And I really? was like, I was ready to burn the place down. Dang. I was like, how could he? He's great. He does a cer- yeah. cover of uh, Such Great Heights. Yes. That was yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. A big, I was real big into him. Like in When I was in high school, I don't know if you did this or if you're actually comfortable with yourself. But <laughs> I um, I would always like, there'd be these bands that I knew were like the cool bands, whatever the hell mm-hmm. that means. 
And I would always like try to be like, I like that band, right? Even though I like, I would like them all right. Uh, perfect examples, um, Modest Mouse. Uh huh. Like I like Modest Mouse fine, but like I would always make some big like stink about them being so great or something, mm-hmm. just so people would think I was cool. Or Minus the Bear was another oh, one. Oh yeah, um, I feel that way with oh, there's this band. Uh, like I could, I never got into emo music. Like I never really liked it, but my sister liked it, and all her cool friends liked it. So like, I was like, All Time Low is the <laughs> best band ever. They are my favorite. <laughs> They're my favorite band. And I couldn't name you one song at the time. Like I don't. Think. <laughs> or like the one song that's like, uh, Dear Maria, Count yeah. Me In. Is that All Time Low? Yeah. It is. Yeah. I think that was the one <laughs> song that I was like knew. I was like, everyone knows that one. For yeah. Sure. I literally bought tickets to go see a show, and then I was like there with my sister and her cool friends and i was like hey, i don't know any of the words any of these songs this, yeah. <laughs> yeah they uh they all time they did a beer with a maryland brewery oh really and it was called uh, the beer was called beer maria count me in oh that's good and i'm a, I, I'm I a sucker a for beer. a good pun I what made a beer yeah what it was it? vanessa house it was called peachly in the burning bras oh it was my like God. a peachy pale ale i love that yeah i think love it's the Vanet- still vanessa on house tab. guys oh big big fans yeah same we did a, you just mentioned how you weren't really a fan of emo, but I did a series, la- or two, like in 2020, March 2020, uh-huh. I did a series called March Sadness, <laughs> and it was like a 64 ba- band bracket where we were trying to like, it was like emo band versus emo band. Right. And Vanessa House was cool enough to like sponsor it. So oh my it gosh. Like they presented by Vanessa emo House. music over there. Oh yeah, they're awesome. Sure. They have like emo night, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. B- Boone was just here. That I saw him anime. walking to yeah. his car. I almost hit him with my car, I think, <laughs> on my way in. On if Boone, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't think you knew it was me, but it was me. That's funny. I yeah. just saw him at the Speaker Memory show I was telling you about. Really? I was like, man. Yeah. Seems like that every time I go anywhere, I see the same people. Yeah, I think music people kind of flow to the same places right. around OKC. Spe- Def- well, Speakeasy is a big place for that. Speakeasy for sure. is a big place. And I've Pony never Boy. been to Speakeasy and there not be somebody that I know there. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Pony Boy too, a little bit. Um, but there are always people that I know from the internet at Pony Boy, oh, but I don't know them in real life. I always feel weird. About that. I'm like, yeah. should we talk in real life or does that kill the magic? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, so there's this one person who makes TikToks. Um, his name's Quentin. He's in, oh, what is he in? He's in a band. Um, Horseman. Yeah. Oh, huh. That's his band. But anyways, the first time I met him was at Pony Boy, and I pretty much just walked up to him and I was like, I feel like I know you so well. But from only TikTok. from the internet. <laughs> only from the internet. It's but. a strange thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he was like, uh, who are you? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it is, has to be, I always talk to my friends about, like, uh, celebrities. That has to be so strange for someone to know who you are and you don't know them at all. Yeah, yeah. And then but we wonder why they're all, like, loopy in their heads. Yeah, like, hey, and that's, doesn't, that's not good for your <laughs> for your right? psyche. It, make, it probably makes you feel like you're never alone. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, we have um, always eyes on you. You're so true. You're or you're so right though. Like I always see it's always funny seeing people like I'm like I follow them on Instagram for like mm-hmm. five years. I've right? never met them in real life. Right. But I'm obnoxious. I'm like an extrovert that's obnoxious. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna come confront confront you and like make Good. sure you know who I am, IRL. Right. But yeah, it's always funny. I always love I love introverts so much too. I'm a, I'm like right. a, I'm horribly extroverted like terminally oh my god but my wife's an ex- introvert, introvert so like yeah i have a soft spot for 
Like I would never tell an introvert, like you're being quiet or are oh you okay? Like that I can't stand that. That is my least favorite that. thing. I am such an introvert, by okay. the way. But like uh, all of my friends, like my core friend group right now, whenever they were getting to know me, it was like one thing after another was just like, are you okay? Are you having a good time? And I'm like, I'm just an unenthusiastic like front, but like I'm having the time of my life. I think it's probably musicians too. Anyone that's on stage, they're just assumed to be an extrovert and that's just yeah. not the case. Yeah, we have the people like Ben Gibbard, Death Cab for Cutie. Right? I, mean, I can almost guarantee he hates people. I wonder if he, he probably hates people. <laughs> yeah. I imagine so by his songs. Right? Um, oh, his songs are so sad. Yeah. That's why I like them. Transatlanticism is a great record. So is oh my Plans. God. Yeah. Those are such great albums. They um one of them just with the Plans just turned twenty, I think. Did it? I don't know. It made me sick though. I was like, <gasps> it's, we're getting into those now. Like someone just had um, I can't think it was Ain't It Fun. It was an is a Paramore song. Mm -hmm. They're like, wow, that song just turned ten years old, and I was right. like, <gasps> oh my gosh, yeah. My favorite movie, <laughs> Hocus Pocus, I think was released the year I was born, or maybe I think yeah, ninety three. Uh, I can't. Remember. I think it's ninety seven. I was born in ninety seven. Oh, okay, cool. But their reunion was on the other day, and I was like, "How is that so far <laughs> away?" July sixteenth, ninety three. Okay, ninety three. Okay, so not as old as me, but definitely like around there. And I was like, every time I think of that movie, I feel like it was made like yesterday. Like I don't know. <laughs> There's things that I love that movie. That's like one Hocus of my Pocus? favorite. Yeah, Same. It's I can watch it any time favorite. of the year. Literally. And uh, there's just things that'll come up in just normal conversation that I sound like a lunatic. Someone <laughs> will be like, pass me that book. And I'll be like, boo. Yes. It's just yeah. like things that have always stuck out. I'll be like on my grave thinking about that quote. Like, <laughs> right. Like for real. I love that movie. But you you cracked me up earlier with that damn Twilight comment. Cause that is <laughs> yes. so funny. You know, Robert Pattinson's such a great actor, and he gets, like, oh kind of shit gosh. on because of that. And I'm like, because he's, of the movie, yeah. he's not that bad in that movie. Um, No, I, I was loved him. I was definitely uh, Team Edward, so I'm a big Robert oh shit, Pattinson okay. fan. He's a funny-looking, handsome guy. As I was always, yeah, he's like, his head he's looks funny too looking. big, Yeah, but, like, in a good way. Like, it's a vibe. <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, um, I was trying to, I was bringing that up, because I was like, did they have an original soundtrack for the second one? I'm trying to find it now. What's the but second one? They always had they always had great uh they always had great mu uh, music in those movies. Yes. Although I think, I think just, there was just like a lot of good movies coming out at that time. Right. Or there was a lot of good music yeah. out at that time. Right. And especially like I think Hunger Games was in the same like era. Oh right, yeah. And they have a good soundtrack too. Yeah, it was like the time of um. That was like I was just talking to someone about this because I was a big Dashboard Confessional fan. Oh yeah! And um, there's like a uh, they have a song "Screaming Infidelities" mm -hmm. and then a music video, and it was like this based on you know like they would um it was at the time when they would make a music video and it's all like taking clips from a movie mm -hmm. and it's like about the movie or whatever. That's so cool. And um, it was like an original MTV movie, some like real dramatic like after school <laughs> thing. Yeah. But I just remember it had um Aaron Paul in it. He's Jesse and Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. It was like his first thing he was in was like this made-for-TV MTV drug movie. Heck? And he's in this music video because they're using clips from that movie. That's so wild. And it's just like, that is so funny. It was like that. Such a such a moment in time where it was like every music video that was coming out was like clips from a movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, I'm trying to find the second movie. What, what was it called again? That second I one? I think New Moon. If it's not, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. New Moon. Tight. This is the... Um, this is the uh, quiz portion of this podcast where I ask you 
questions on the spot. All right, who okay. do we have here? Death Cab. This is for the second one. Uh, Death Cab, Tom York. Oh, the Killers. What? Muse, Bonnie Vera, Saint Vincent. Oh, Bonnie Oklahoma Vera. Zone, Saint Vincent. Yes, Tulsa, right? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Grizzly Bear. Wow. Did you ever listen to Grizzly Bear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they go on tour with Nathaniel Ratliff? Maybe not. <gasps> Maybe I'm making that up. No, in the that Austin to Boston, familiar. that that movie, Austin to Boston. And they like toured with the Staves. Also, Samantha Crane toured oh, with staves. the Staves. The sisters, right? Yes. They so did a cover good. of um, what was a Tom Petty song? I'm on fire. Yeah. Have you seen that? Have you heard that? Yes, cover? it's so good. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Too many goddamn talented people out here. Right. But yeah, wow. Okay, go. Wow, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a funny band to like see live because you're so associated with like their <laughs> treadmill music right? video. Yeah. Maybe sell them live, you'd be like, "Where's the treadmill?" Oh my like. gosh, that was iconic though. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god. All right, what's that third one called? Eclipse. Yes, and right. then Breaking Dawn was the last one. Let's see what we got here. Muse. Oh, Metric. Wow. That might have been the first time a lot of people heard Metric. Probably. The bravery. The bravery was like, um, the killers from Wish dot com. <laughs> oh, <what> no. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh poor bravery! <laughs> Vampire Weekend, wow! Vampire Weekend. I'm telling you, these damn movies had no business slapping this yes. hard with their soundtracks. Yeah, <laughs> I bought the soundtrack for Twilight on a disc, and then like right at the same time, it was like whenever my dad was like, "We bought Spotify," and I oh was shit, like, no fucking, we bought Spotify. <laughs> they <laughs> they bought Spotify. <laughs> My dad's the owner of Spotify. No, that's, that's oh funny. shit, that no, would, you would not be here JK. probably. Yeah, um, I'd I'd probably be in like the Hamptons, be like at the beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, and so I just would like look at the back of the thing, and I would look up the songs on it, and then I would just like go off and like that's um <laughs> that's how I got into Bonnie Bear and like. Became obsessed with Bonnie Bear. Oh man, that's a good one. That was such a cool way to like. Um, when I w when I was like in high school, how I would find new bands mm -hmm. like obviously just like um, friends telling me about like oh you should check out blah blah. Right. But like if I bought a CD of like a band that I liked, I would look at like who they thanked in their in the jacket of yeah. the CD. They would think other bands that they went on tour with or something. And then you'd look them up. Bet, oh okay, who's this band? Okay, let me check them out. Now. Right. Yeah. And so it's such a funny way. It's such like a snapshot in time of like a way to find new music now oh you saw like yeah. spotify discover or whatever you know what's funny though i feel like i'll be watching a tv show and then i'll be like uh what what song is this from this show because it's like that's my new way to find music <laughs> is like uh i found that band kaylee kaylee oh kaylee Cal kaylee i don't know they're playing it jones are they or is no it Tyler? Way. yeah so Anyways, they're playing think, somewhere, yeah. I think they had a song on a car commercial. <laughs> and I was like, this is sick. That Same is really with Labrys. She had a song on Lucifer. Oh, and sick. Like, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then I would like get into them a little bit. There yeah. was like that's a cool thing. Like I um I was before we started, I was doing programming. I do programming every Monday here at Pony Boy. Mm-hmm to show anime because i'm a fucking nerd but i love anime uh, <laughs> but um when i started doing that i was like i want to make it like a thing like mm -hmm. a program like a block right and so i uh, started asking everyone around if they had music videos like musicians and music videos mm -hmm. so i will cut in music videos in between shows very 
cool. And uh, there was this band called This Coast Bias. Mm-hmm. It's a guy from, I guess he's from here, Tulsa or something. Right. But um, I was trying to look something up whenever I had, I'd programmed his music video plenty of times. But it said that he um, he had a song. It was like, you know, people have their credits or whatever, like mm-hmm. if it was used in something. And it was like used in a freeform TV show, like that channel freeform. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Right? Like, this is awesome. That's He's from here cool. in Oklahoma. Like, that's nuts. That's I never so saw the show, cool. I don't think. But yeah. I think the one show I saw in freeform was Cruel Summer. I don't know right? if you watched that. I don't, I don't think so. Cruel Summer. It sounds really familiar. But yeah, it's so funny, man. Finding um, I, my wife is a huge um, Grey's Anatomy fan. Really? That show is still on. And they have the best music. Do they really? They really do. I don't know I'll be that. like, w- she'll be like watching it, mm-hmm. and I'll just be like, by her room or whatever right. while she's like doing something, and I'll hear like, Snow Patrol or somebody, right. and I'm like, shit, like they have like good music right? in the show. That's crazy, but it's just like a funny thing. It just it, music adds to like the feeling in such a way for like visual medium like that. Yeah, in such a personal way that I think is like sure. people connect with it. It's impactful. I think that's like my dream career is writing for Sync. Oh, that'd be sick, right? Like, like uh, to get a song in a movie, that would be so. Cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, or even just a TV show, or like a local commercial. I don't, I don't care. But like <laughs> media with my music, that would be so sick. Yeah, that would be sick for sure. Yeah. I um, I had a friend that I um. He put out a song but didn't have, like, visuals for it. Uh-huh. And so I, like, basically made him, like, let me make, like, anime music video for it. Hell, yeah. Maybe one of the top ten nerdiest things I've ever done. But Do you do cartoon work? Is that, like... No, I mean, no. I just... I had, like, a... I have, like, a ton of, like, aesthetic videos kind of okay. earmarked of, like, things that I think look cool or, like, uh, have a certain vibe that I'm, like, mm-hmm. going for. So he let me, like, kind of make a music video for him, and it was really fun, but... That is so cool. It's just so, yeah, like what you're saying, like putting the music to visuals like that mm-hmm. just kind of adds it, like brings it to another level for sure. Right. But that would be so sick. If you ever get like a music or a song on a show. Oh my gosh. I'd be like, when my friends get something, when something cool happens for my friends, I feel like I won. I'm right. Like, we did it. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Song. Oh, you're such a good person. <laughs> I feel like nobody's like that anymore. That's awesome. No, I feel that too. Like I would be... <laughs> so stoked like that's my friend oh i love that that's hilarious (laughs) um so you talked about you know kind of some bands like uh, all time low that like your sister Uh loved and stuff like that yeah and then you talked about like the first um the first cd you bought and stuff i love hearing that by the way i always (laughs) like try to ask people like do you remember what it was right um do you remember you know whenever you first started playing music do you remember a moment when you were like i actually like this like i think i'm I could be good at this. Uh, I do. Um, I kind of had a weird uh, launch into music. Uh, so, like, I tried out for Color Guard in high school, and I suck. Like, oh, no. I was the worst. <laughs> I, like, hurt myself on my audition. Ooh, rifles are heavy. Heavy. And, like, you have to throw them. That's dangerous. Um, <laughs> anyways, I... I was so bummed out about not making color guard and I like went to my grandma and I was like, I'm never going to do anything in my life. I suck at everything. And she was like, well, I've like heard you singing in the shower and like, let's just, why don't you do something less with your body and more just like low key. (laughs) Let's go more art. Right. And I was like, 
okay, I'll try it. And then, uh, yeah, my parents were like, you can't just not do anything in high school. Or, like, not, yeah, it was in high school. Like, I didn't want to be in, like, any clubs or anything like that. Again, I'm, I was an introvert back then, super shy. Um, And so it took me forever to get out and, like, perform. But then um, I would do, like, my recitals, and my parents would be like, you're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing. Um, and then I, I never felt comfortable playing music. And then I went to ACM and like tried to songwrite a little bit. And then I played the, what is it? The, is it Metro Fest? Yeah. Metro Fest. I played Metro Fest in like their little dance studio. And after I was done, literally almost everybody in that room followed me on Instagram. And I was like, I think I'm good at this. Not bad. Like I think they wouldn't follow if you were ass. I know, and so (laughs) I was like, I I was like, I wasn't like particularly funny or like anything like that. So like they didn't want me for my personality for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It was all art. It was all art, and so I think after that day, I was like, because I played all originals. That was my first all original set, and I was like, that's kind of dope that they all followed me. That's really cool. I mean, that's so purely on the merit of your talent i mean you wrote the songs yeah and i don't know it was like it was really cool and then i was like i gotta do this more i can't keep playing these like recitals or like like i would kind of play like cover show shows a little bit like i would play bars but they would just want me to play cover songs and then like after that metro fest show i was like i gotta do like a solo project and then so that was like 2018 I think and then I kind of started building a following and then my Instagram got hacked and like everything got deleted and I didn't have music released and it was like a a, like a minor blow definitely in the grand scheme of things but like at the time I was like I'm never gonna be able to promote my music (laughs) I'll never recover I will never (laughs) financially (laughs) recover from this um but yeah and then uh after that, it was like, boom, pandemic. And so then Lindsay from Factory Obscura messaged me. Lindsay and was Cox. Like, yeah, she's so great. <laughs> she's awesome. Um, She was like, do you want to be on the Factory Obscura mix Oh, tape? wow. Yeah. I love that. And so she got me on that, and then I got really good feedback from that. So basically just people telling me that my music's worth it is, like, what my brain needs to hear. (laughs) Because, like, if it's left to my own devices, I'm like, this is shit. Until somebody tells me it's good. And then I'm like, I'm kind of, like, just popping out bangers (laughs) a little bit. I kind of rock. Right? I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And my dad is, like super supportive too so anytime he's like that slaps i'm like fuck yeah hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) we love a supportive dad for sure yeah my dad's birthday just passed so i was like oh really making me think about it yeah he's he's funny he just cracks me up i love that but yeah we we love a supportive dad here on the show yep i got both (laughs) my parents are very supportive but my dad is the one being very vocal about like just fucking sick so yeah no that's definitely it's it just makes it different that you're, you, when you have someone in your corner, you know, kind of yeah. building you up, especially right. somebody close to you like that, Definitely. too. It's and, like, my mom is in my corner by, like, if anybody fucks with me, she's, like, 
ready to square up. Yeah, she's ready to cut anybody. <laughs> she's like my bodyguard. She she's, she's the muscle. Huh? Yeah, I was about to say she's the muscle for sure. <laughs> so they were both super supportive. And every I can't <laughs> there's been times where I would go to a show and like somebody else playing was being a dick and my mom would be like this person sucks right in front of their family and I'd be like ah <laughs> and then afterwards no I'd be like that's kind of sick like women shouldn't have to keep their mouth shut she thought they sucked so th- she can say that if they didn't suck she wouldn't have to say exactly anything. so stop sucking be undeniable exactly <laughs> she rocks <laughs> she's no, that's so awesome. cool that's the kind of energy you need to bring for your Great. people yeah like I don't fuck with you if you don't like my person right dang Amber got in another car. <laughs> Did you ever see that bit? It was like, Mm-mm. it was an Amber Alert. Oh, no. It was like a, someone there. You got an Amber Alert, but I didn't. No, no. Oh, there oh goes, it there goes. goes. I was like, why do you get to be <laughs> informed? Be on the lookout. I want to know what's up. Some bit. I can't remember what stand up, but he was like, his grandma thought that it was the same girl every time. <laughs> Amber Alert. So he's like, oh, Amber got in another car. <laughs> oh, I get it's it. It's kind now. of a horrible joke. Oh, no. I think that every time I see one. That's funny. God. It's the only context in which Amber is funny. It was a niche joke, but, like, if I would have gotten it, that would have been so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, um, I do, I always, I always like to talk to people about, you know, kind of finding that musical taste. Is there a show coming up that you want to go to or one that you've been to recently? Like, what's what kind of music are you into, like, right now? Yeah. Um, I, I think the last show show I've been to was the Lucy Dacus and Indigo de Susio show. Oh, nice. A girl I worked with went to that. Yeah. It was on a Sunday, right? Yes, it was on a Sunday. And Lucy Dacus is one of my, like, all-time favorite songwriters probably ever. She's definitely, like, career goals, too. Like, as far as, like, an independent artist, she is, like, killing it. Um, and then Indigo de Susia is so cool. Like, I don't know. Are you into her music any no she writes kind of out. angry girl music too there her lyrics are very blunt she has a keith lee vibe is y- what you're saying. i i hope <laughs> i have i hope i have an indigo de Susia <laughs> vibe <laughs> that would that would be so sick uh but yeah she's like one of her songs is like these tits will ghost on you forever <laughs> and when she said that snaps snaps she snapped yeah and then um I'm a huge fan of Phoebe Bridgers, but I haven't got to see her live yet. I think she's coming to Austin next year, so I might trek down there. That's sick. Year. Yeah. She's kind of getting real big. Some like traction. I, yeah. Like, I feel like she could do, like, the Civic Center or something. Like, I feel like she has a lot of fans now, which is really cool. Um, I'm trying to think of shows uh upcoming shows there's that pine grove show at beer city Dude, they're getting some shows they just yeah. had chromeo you listen to the antlers they're coming to yes city. yeah i'm ready to be hurt so i'm gonna go to that yeah <laughs> break your own heart <laughs> go to the show um okay so pine grove their opener katie kirby I went and saw her at 89th Street, and, like, nine people showed up. It was ridiculous. Wow. So I hope she gets a better crowd with the Pine the Grove thing. 89th is kind of a hard venue to, like, sell out. Nobody wants to go over there. I just, I shit you not, Keith Lee, let me pull up my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. We've we've kind of circled around this, and it's just <laughs> funny that you said that. So you said that I, I'll never financially recover. Mm-hmm. I literally 
<laughs> just posted that. I'm never going to financially recover from these shows because I just posted the other day about the sheer volume of shows that I want to go to right? versus my my bank account. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, yeah Tiny Moving Parts is a pure Midwest emo shit. Right. And I'm like, I want to go to that. Last oh, yeah. show I went to at Speak or at Speak. 89th. Last no, yeah, last show I went to at 89th was, what was that? It was Hawthorne Heights. I don't know. That's, that that's pure emo shit. Yeah. Emory was the other band. It was mm -hmm. just pure, awful screamo. Oh, no. But it was awful. Well, I mean, I like it. But right. <laughs> I've been to some hardcore shows there. They, they yeah. 89th Street, I have a hardcore show. They're right? good for a hardcore you show. You know, for sure. Grandpa Vern? Uh uh. No, they're one of my good friends and, uh, they would drag me to uh, like hardcore like shows, hardcore shows <laughs> with, uh, yeah, with some friends. And it was just like, I was just there and I was like, I hope nobody talks to me. They all look so cool. <laughs> like, um, I felt like the lamest one there. I was definitely dressed like a librarian, too, because that's kind of my, like, Day wear, yeah. So I didn't fit in at all. And then, like, okay, so the second show we went to, I was like, I gotta fit in. So I wore all black, which I love uh, a monochrome all black moment. But like, uh, at the time, I definitely felt like I am going out. <laughs> like, like I was a sim character and I dressed up my avatar or something. <laughs> it felt very strange. But yeah, um, 89th is is a very cool vibe um josh fudge played there oh yeah yeah i uh, i, didn't I get messaged to go to him about show. uh one of his music videos trying to right i've been asking all kinds of people like send me your music video so i can put it in my programming yeah <laughs> so i think i messaged him a while back and he follow up with it nice but yeah that's cool yeah they have a lot of great shows there i'm trying to remember i've seen a ton of shows there um i saw a band called um Straylight Run. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I don't think so. Do you know Taking Back Sunday? Yes. It yeah. was a guy, John Nolan, I'm pretty sure, left Taking Back Sunday and he started Straylight Run. Oh, neat. And so I saw them. They went on tour and played 89th Street. There was a singer-songwriter guy named Andrew Bell. I saw mm -hmm. him play there. Very cool. Um, yeah, I've been to I've a heard. bunch of shows there for sure. Yeah. I like that venue. Nick, I think, is the guy that runs that place. He seems real nice. Really? I've never met the guy who... I've, I've never met anybody but the... Greg uh, probably. <laughs> at, at I don't know the sound guy. Or oh, what is that guy's name? I know who you're talking about. At yeah. Speakeasy though. Oh, I thought we were talking about 89th. Oh I've, shit! I know everybody at Speakeasy. Oh, okay, I cool. love Speakeasy. I'm there like every Wednesday, and then like every time on a Saturday where I'm like, what should we do? Let's go to a show. Did you just had a show last week, didn't you? Me at the Speak? Yeah, I played with Labries and Chelsea Cope. Uh, on a Saturday, I can't remember when that was. April first, second, April second, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Um, I played solo, and then I had uh my buddy Isaac hop on oh, and yeah. like play steel. Do you know Isaac? an animal. Yeah, he's an absolute yeah, he's specimen. In Ken's band as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just got back from tour from the sports shows or whatever, and so we were at we were grabbing a drink, and I was like. Um, just asking him if he'd be interested in doing shit like that. And again, and he was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. So he's... He's worked with a lot of people. Yeah, he Chase, has. Uh, he's super busy. I was going to say my buddy Chase just had him on Chase Kirby. 
Because Hotel oh, Nights, yeah. he just had, he was the first person I heard about Isaac from. Really? He was like, there's this kid, and he's fucking incredible. Like, I had him <laughs> on my song. That's I was funny. like, oh, I never heard of him. And then yeah. it was like that, like maybe a week or two after that, that, that show with Ken, mm-hmm. he plays in her band, and he yeah. was playing. I was like, oh, shit, that's that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's so... Uh, talented for sure and he's in every band i think <laughs> every band there's him and then there's a drummer that plays in a lot of people ethan neal ethan yeah yep he's my drummer too it's <laughs> <laughs> like a I love rotating boys. cast yeah <laughs> people sharing they're, bandmates they're so i mean and they're on it too like they remember my shit amongst all of the other shit that they're remembering i couldn't i could never they're i could never oh my gosh <laughs> i can barely remember my own stuff so yeah they're they're so cool. They're super cool. And I work with Ethan Wilcox. He's in Love Seats and Chelsea Days. Oh, okay. Um, too. He's my new guitar player, and Ashton's my bassist. And there, it feels like all of my band is in other bands, and right. we're just like a big spider web yeah, of music casting a wide net. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the only difference is like the front man, honestly. Right. Whoever's yeah. singing is the one that changes. Yep. <laughs> and the name. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Man, that's really cool. Um well you have some music coming out, right? You have some yes. stuff that you're promoting. Can you talk a little bit about that where people can yeah. find it and stuff like so that? So I am releasing an E P called Burning Bras on April twentieth, four twenty please it. Um and uh yeah so that is like the the songs i've been playing i've kind of consistently kept up the same set list for honestly the past year and gear to like get them out and release them so people would know them whenever they're released so if you've been to a show like the songs on there are like lucy and uh we did a full band version of silhouette silhouettes is already out but we did like a full band version of it and then I have this song called Zombie and then another one called For Good. And uh, yeah, so they're just like angry girl songs for sure. Uh, Like I got my heart broken uh, pretty bad in 2018 and that just fueled a lot of writing. And these are the songs that aren't just about that heartbreak. Like they're For Good is about a... Um, boss I had who just sucked so <laughs> bad and like wanted me under my her fucking thumb and Ugh. like ruined my life uh, for for a little bit so like I think just yeah 2018 2019 2020 honestly those are like really hard years and those songs just kind of reflect how those experiences were yeah that's a major character development. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a main character moment. I went from like Hufflepuff to Slytherin <laughs> in three years. That's what heartbreak will do to you. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, uh, and Lucy, uh, is it okay if I just talk about the songs a little bit? Yeah. Okay, because I'm kind of like, I don't know how to describe them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lucy is a song about, it's told from like, a male perspective of like that relationship or whatever so it's like it was a good venting thing of like I was trying to figure out how his brain was working at the time and then I wrote Lucy as like what I thought he thought of me 
And so that that's a little insight on it. Um, I used to have a friend who swore the song was about her, and I was like, oh, oh it's God. not. You're I so vain. God, you're so vain. <laughs> it's not about you. I it's, bet you think it's about yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, the Locked in to the party. Uh, that song, You're So Vain. Oh, it's yeah. Fucking yeah, slapping. So um, and then <sighs> Silhouettes is about... Like, you know, like whenever you break up with somebody and then you're just like, I wish I hadn't done that. I would like to get back together with them. Um, It's kind of like those moments of reflection in that like time. So it's just like talking about how like kind of like I guess you miss the intimacy or like kind of even like your you have already went back to them for a second and then like you're just reflecting or whatever um and then zombies a mean one zombies mean uh that song is like have you heard that one i don't think so i don't think i've heard that one yet. right so the bridge is like fuck you and your mom too. oh no yeah I've yeah it's yeah so that one's personal <laughs> that one's real I personal love that one. it's that one is actually i don't want to like at them I, they will never hear this they live in California now but that one was like I was in a relationship and they like their mom was a dick and like they were a dick and like that all sucked and I was like this is the only revenge I can have is just writing a really (laughs) mean song and you're gonna have to know that it's about you and it's going around Oklahoma and I've showed my friends your Instagram picture and they think you're ugly and they hate you and they hate you (laughs) <laughs> uh, we're not better we're no not better. that song i like that song cracked my shit up the first time because right? when it hits the chorus right or the bridge Thank i was like you. wow yeah 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 <laughs> it's funny too because the the chorus. so that's yeah the bridge uh but the chorus is oh you're so sad i definitely stole that from scott pilgrim versus the world oh, okay. because like that was a movie we talked about the very first time we like like hung out and I think we even watched it or something. But I was like, uh, throughout like our time together, the the so sad <laughs> from that movie would be like a constant upbringing. Right. And so I was like, how funny would it be in case he didn't know if the song was about him? Just throw in something. <laughs> I just he would throw know. in little things. I also threw in like, if you've ever been to the deli, it's on White Street. Um, and I say, walk into your show on White Street. I play the deli all the time. Oh. And nobody knows I'm talking about the deli wow. whenever I'm singing that bit. And I'm like. Uh, but he knows. I, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah. the And then I say, man, that crowd gives me the creeps. And the people at the deli are just like, what a vibe. <laughs> this is a good song. I'm talking I'm, about you. I'm talking about y'all. Creepy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The deli crew is awesome. <laughs> They're awesome. But at the time, they did freak me out a little bit. So, yeah. I was also really stoned whenever. I went in there, so <laughs> I was like, everyone looks like aliens. I hate this person, and, like, everything sucks. Um, and then, yeah, For Good was about my ex-boss and, like, that experience of, like, <sighs> being super melodramatic and thinking because you have to leave your job, it's, like, the end of the world a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's, like, change. You're saying 
whenever you have that regret of breaking up, it's like yeah. you're not going to have that thing the way it was anymore. So it's right. scary. You're like, am I ever going to have that again? Right. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think that's just life in general is like change is really fucking scary because once it's gone, it's gone. And you're like, did I fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like if you don't like, I don't know, do yoga and go for walks, that's all you'll ever think about is <laughs> like, did I fuck up? That's right. Yeah. Fuck that though. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Just stay hydrated. You'll be all right. Right? Yeah. Just drink some water. <laughs> go for a walk. Buy a cat. It'll be great. It's definitely like, you know, with a lot of things like that, when you break up or, you know, there's that rift, sometimes it makes things hard, like, that you're not really expecting. Mm -hmm. Like, that movie. Like, for some people, that may be like a movie they can't ever watch again because of right. that association or like a song or like a place. Mm -hmm. so it's always hard to think about those things whenever that happens. But then whenever you're able to kind of like, I don't know, it's like jude judo or something. <laughs> you're like turning it and flipping it on them. Yeah. Like, nah, I'm not going to let you have this right. over me. I'm going to yeah. use this against you. Exactly. I felt like <laughs> definitely. I think uh women in general kind of feel a little powerless sometimes against like the world and uh i think music is definitely where i find my voice a little bit because i don't think at the time i was strong enough to be like y'all really suck and i feel wronged and like you know what i mean and then like uh through music it was just nice to like release that and now i never think about any of those things ever <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like um Except whenever I'm thinking of, like, dynamics uh, <laughs> playing live and stuff. But, like, yeah, it's funny. And it's always interesting to me, like, when you're in, we always end up talking about, like, relationships and shit on the <laughs> show. Like, it, well, I, every single episode Artists. somehow gets yeah. back to it. Yeah. Um, but Raw, it is always romantic. interesting. Like, you don't even think about it. Like, if you think about how it was for you, the shit you put up with, you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, oh the stuff God. that you'll talk yourself out of. Like, no, right. it's not bad. Like, that, that's not what it is. Oh, yeah. And it totally is. And it's like, dude, just listen to yourself. Right? I think, yeah, I think everything is not, in relationships at least, everything is not as complicated as we want to think it is. And honestly, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no in relationships. And, like. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just feel like. We're all still learning. We're all still learning. Until you, I think once you find the person, it's just like, it's sure it's a lot of work for sure. But like, uh, I think it just, you figure it out, you know? Little by little, you go through. And I think almost more importantly of like finding the things where you're like, oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. When you find things where you're like, I don't like that. Right. Those things are almost just as important to me. Like, right. if you know a way that you don't want to be talked to again or be made to feel again or your yeah. feelings invalidated. Like and anyone that's had that happen to them, like right. you're like, it sucks when it happens, but then after you can look back and be like, I'm that's not going to happen again. Yeah, exactly. And then you can like place those boundaries and stuff like that. Exactly. And then also I feel like, uh, I feel like through experience you learn how to communicate those things in a way that they can be heard because I feel like in those moments of mistreatment, you're definitely like, um, you know what? You're either like, fuck you or you're like, you're right. I deserve this because like your emotions are high and you kind of put 
people and yourself in like boxes and stuff like that and I think that like uh whenever your heart's in it it's hard to let go and I think like I don't know um I think I kind of lost my train of thought (laughs) I'm sorry that's okay there's a spider on the ceiling by the way it's not that big I don't know. I, he kind of crawled into the darkness, <laughs> but I definitely got lost in like, I was like in a deep thought and then I was like, oh my God, a spider, we're in danger. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, the spider. <laughs> One bite from a rachnus <laughs> deathicus. Right? We'll call it ins- call Oh it my gosh. Death. Yes, bite me. I want to turn into sp- spider Gwen. Is that it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh my go. God, her haircut. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> um, on relationships, I can't remember what I was saying <laughs> at all. Oh man, that's okay. I've, yeah, I just I can't tell you how many times I've lost my train of thought. On <laughs> right, but it is. I mean, a lot of it is just if you don't know something, if you can't articulate something, there's no way you can communicate it. Like yeah. if you don't know something's going on, there you right. can't figure out a way to express it. Right. Yeah, and especially I think that's what I was saying. Like if you feel like you're internalizing that and you deserve that or whatever, how can you communicate that you don't like it and you don't appreciate it? So, yeah, that's uh, relationships are really tough. And <laughs> I think experience and, like, getting your heart broken a few times, even if, even if it's, like, getting your heart broken by the same person or, like, by the person you're meant to end up with, I think it's just, like, you need moments of just, like, hurting and then you can regroup and like figure it out and stuff like that it's really hard sometimes to just know though because i mean i guess in this situation to maybe figure out why something happened or you may not always know why but i guess just articulating it because you know something i learned over time is just like we always want to judge people based on the, the thing that they've done. Mm-hmm. Their action, you did this thing, so I'm judging you based on that. Right. But when it's us, we want to judge it on our intent. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I didn't mean to hurt you. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes it's hard to take take that route and on both sides of it. Right. Because they may have said something, but they didn't intend for it intend to hurt your to feelings. Hurt. I, The I, thing that's helped me get through that, there's a couple of ways I try to... <laughs> get through things like that mm-hmm. and if it comes across like that I think that they mean that the way that I heard it exactly yeah I feel that too in relationships like I I am I I was diagnosed with highly sensitive person disorder so like I like any slight little like eye twitch or something like that I'm like they hate me now I think so relationships are a little bit hard in the ways of like intent for sure because like even sometimes whenever a partner communicates something positive if their body language doesn't match that I'm like what are your true intentions like intentions are definitely difficult to navigate and I think just trusting your gut at the end of the day is like I don't think my guts ever steered me wrong with people's intentions I feel like there's like a spooky side to that and you just like (laughs) you just like I think people exchange energy and I feel like if you're getting a weird vibe from a person then it's probably like you're probably on it like you get that feeling for a reason yeah exactly and so I think if you can like take your ego out of it in a relationship if whenever you get your hurt or like your feelings hurt 
and take your ego out of it and then think like did their body language match what they said you know like did it all match and that's hard to navigate too oh it's hard it's yeah. hard because we're emotional people like people are emotional right and i don't think like i don't think that that in itself is unhealthy like mm-hmm. you have emotions right. you're a person like that is a thing that people do right but if everything you do is acting on impulse and having the, an emotional reaction instead of a rational response. Mm-hmm. That's when people get into trouble. Like that, like my, I should be a fiction writer because the shit <laughs> that I can spin on, spin right? up here. I'm like, no, they definitely hate me. Like oh my, gosh, my yeah. friends will text me and I'm like, they probably don't really like me though. And I'm like, dude, they're literally texting you. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I, I think, me and my friends are in that same boat, too, of being like, I haven't heard from you in three hours. Are you alive? Do you like me? Are you mad at me? Did um, I do something? You're, yeah. like, going through. You're like, did I, like, piss them off? Somehow? Exactly. Yeah. That. Oh, my gosh. But that's why I, like, I, even as an introvert, I love, like, one-on-one time with people because then you, like, don't even have to ask. You can just, like, know. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I think, too, like... There's a lot of work people need to do to be happy. And like a lot of that is like dealing with your insecurities and growing and like being comfortable in your own self, which is something I'm definitely still working on. I don't like understand how people can do that. It's hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely hard because I don't know, especially if you've been beaten down a lot, like in your childhood or by a partner, it's Mm -hmm. like, the self-worth takes a big hit and it's hard to get back on sure. get back to a place where you're in a good space right um but it's definitely like there's got to be a thing that makes you kind of go to that other side or like want to yeah make it better for i sure. think sometimes the other person is just worth it like yeah. it's worth putting yourself aside and like getting better and it's worth putting in the extra effort and like facing those feelings of insecurity and maybe being like maybe they did mean that but like why would they mean that like have I done something you know and like compromising and meeting somebody where they're at and them meeting you where you're at and all like that yeah the shit's hard hard. the shit is hard yeah yeah (laughs) oh my gosh it's funny you mentioned Ben Gibbard because I feel like transatlanticism and like wasn't that about his divorce with I, Zoe? I, I do. I think was that happening around that time. I don't. Plans was like maybe a, that's it. Plans was like a, the whole inspiration is like you tell God your plans ain't last at you. That was like oh, what plans really? is. Okay, yeah. cool. But I can't remember that one. I can't. It transatlanticism either way gives lots of like. Uh, like communicating's hard and like love sucks and like uh, so yeah I feel like just to say that I feel like every musician is just working on different ways of saying exactly what we're talking about of like the shit's hard and like uh, but it's worth doing it, it w- like it it is worth doing because we're all fucking writing about it we're all right. talking about <laughs> it we're all stressing about it no everybody has that Everybody has that song that is able to articulate something in a way that you're like, wow, how did I not think that exact thing? Right. That, same way. Speaking of Big and Gibbard, when he did the postal service. 
Yeah. Um, you want to know something funny? What? I hate postal service. Really? <laughs> yeah. I hate. I don't like Jenny Lewis. Oh. I feel like well, I'm not a cool girl. Like not a real cool then. girl because I'm like, oh, I don't like Jenny Lewis. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the song. But he, um, uh, the di- this district sleeps tonight. Do you know that song? I don't think or so. Are familiar with it? But he just talks about how, um, I mean, there's just kind of that rift there. And he's talking to, they're having, like, they're confronting this conversation. And he says, um, like, I'm staring at the asphalt wondering what's buried underneath. And it's like that moment of, like, you would rather talk about anything else in the world. So you're just, like, staring off into space being, like, this is the most interesting thing to me. Like, what's behind that? Yeah. Like, let me think about anything besides this thing that I want to confront because I don't feel good. Yeah. Talking about that. For sure. Relationships are hard. Um, I think I'm trying to think of a good song that I feel like speaks about. Um, I guess no, Leith. I think that's her name, Leith Ross. Letha. I don't know. Um, she has a song <laughs> called "I'd Have to Think About It," and it's about like, uh, like getting your heart broken really bad, but then, like, and, like, moving on with your life and, like, having another marriage and, like, kids and, like, stuff like that and, like, fully moving on, but, like, still being, like, if you were to come up to me and be, like, I love you, take me back or whatever, like, I'd have to think about it. And, like, that song really, for me, made me realize that just, like, also people are like in love and in relationships but still have the same feelings as like normal people or whatever like like I feel like not everyone maybe per se but like I feel like I've heard a lot of my friends speak about this of like being in a relationship but still longing for somebody else and like um I feel like that's a big thing like that's difficult to communicate um but also like can disrupt like your personal relationships too. Like if you're longing for this other person, I don't know. Well, I kind like, of like went off that, <laughs> like, like a black hole there, but yeah. How do you navigate that? It's like, how do you, you know, if you think of the other person in that spot, like you don't want to make that person feel like they're an option. Like, yeah. So it's just like this whole weird dynamic of like not knowing, like on both sides of it, right. like why you feel the way that you do and not being able to rationalize those feelings. For sure. And then, like, ra- like circling back to communicating, how do you communicate that to your partner? Like, being, like, uh, like, I don't know. Just, it's a good song. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> song. And it, like, kind of opened my eyes of, like, people struggle with what they struggle with and, like, that's okay. And, like, um communicating is hard and I like that music makes it a little bit easier to get those thoughts out in a more cohesive less hurtful way (laughs) than being like um like hey I'm still not over my third grade crush bro (laughs) like (laughs) like I can't take you to the valentine's day ball it's not gonna happen that's Um, the reason that I think why we love music so much because I think more than any art form or anything we're able to connect with it in a way that is just unique and special. Like, it's like what I was mentioning earlier. Like, when someone, when you hear in a song, um, when someone says something that you felt for a really long time, but not 
necessarily been able to like articulate it. Mm-hmm. That shit is like a drug to me. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, have you, uh, Maddie Diaz has a song called resentment. I don't even think I knew the word resentment until that song came <laughs> out. And then I was like, these are all the things that I feel. How, how on earth would she know that? Um, and it's like, yeah. And then I like got on this whole resentment trail of like what that emotion is. And like, did you know resentment is actually a feeling of envy and not anger? I was just, I, someone maybe I think shared an article about that. Okay, that's it, what it, it was. It might be a TikTok. Um, I was like, what is this? Yeah. And it like, I don't know. So I kind of dived into that because I, I think I saw the TikTok. I think that TikTok kind of circles back around every now and then because I just right. saw it too the other day, but I saw it like probably three or four months ago and I was like, this is amazing. And it opened a new perspective to that song for me too, but like. Yeah, Maddie Diaz is really good at writing about things. Um, she has this one song that kind of really inspired me in being like, you can say the word fuck if you want, because <laughs> she has <laughs> this song that's like, uh, it's called Think of Me, but the chorus is like, I hope you fuck her with the lights off and think of me. And I was like, that's badass. <laughs> she fucking said that, that bro. <laughs> she put that in a song. People are listening to this right now. Like, shit, she's badass. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, you can write mean songs. And you know what? People have to listen to them. <laughs> and like, oh, shit, I never thought of that. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, that's pretty chill. That is pretty chill. That's the thing, man. Music is just like that, though. You don't Yeah, good imagery in music for yeah. sure. Um, Lucy Dacus has good imagery in her writing. She has a song called Thumbs, and it's about, like, her partner having a shitty parent. I think a dad, like, a shitty dad, and they, like, meet up for dinner, and she's, like, saying that she would, like, murder this guy if she could. And, like, uh, (laughs) the song is really dark and, like, vibey, and, like, it paints such an image, and I feel like I cannot relate at all. But every time I listen to it, I'm, like, White knuckling my (laughs) steering wheel because I'm like, don't cry. Don't cry. This is so intense and amazing. And like, yeah, good imagery for sure. It's just, I mean, that's the thing that endears music to you is Mm -hmm. whenever you can relate to it in a way that's so personal. Right. I'm going to interview you now. What What's a song <laughs> that, that gets your like imagination going and really like paints a picture, but like you can't relate to it. But I can't relate to it. I mean, maybe you can relate to it, but like. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm asking? Yeah, I don't even know that I think. know what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think any song that would, like, talk about losing a spouse, maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't relate to that. Ooh. Like, that's not happened to me. But that breaks my heart for someone if that happens to them. And, totally. like, if that happened to me, it would be, like, Heartbreaking, tough. yeah. Uh, Chris Stapleton has a song that's, uh, I think it's Simple Song. And it's about, like, being just, like, in a happy marriage and, like, living a simple life and just vibing. And I can't relate to that at all because I'm a (laughs) 24-year-old, like, person uh, living with – I did have a cat, but not (laughs) – I got rid of my cat today. But you know what I mean? Like, I can't relate to that at all, but it paints such an image of, like, love and, like, not complacency, but, like, just being happy and like not really after any like career stuff or like not focusing on that because in the end like 
that's not what matters, but it paints such a... Yeah, contentment. Is yeah, just and it, bro, that song makes me cry. Ooh. It makes me, like, ball my eyes out. Because I think I think of my parents whenever I think of that, because they're, like, uh, if they listen to this and get it wrong, I think, I'm sorry, uh, but I think they've been together for 30 years. Wow. Yeah. That's what I, I'm jealous of that. Aww. I want to get to that point. Oh, yeah. How long have you and your wife been together? We've been together 11 years. Oh, that's We've been awesome. Together. But so we've been we we've been together that long. Okay. This year would be six years that we've been married. That's so cool. Where did you like meet? Oh, we we uh, we went to uh, school together at UCO. Nice. So she lived on campus, and um, me and my buddies would always go play volleyball. Uh huh. <laughs> and there's a I don't know if you're familiar with UCO campus, but there's a girl dorm, a girls dorm. Mm-hmm. There's a volleyball court right outside, and we used to always go there just because, like, it was the only court. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. <laughs> by no, the I'm kidding. <laughs> it was the only one by a girls' dorm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, uh, she just happened to, she got invited to play volleyball by a friend, and then the friend never showed up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And then no. we met. Well, cool. So I'm like, dang, shout out to that girl for inviting you and then flaking out. Heck, yeah, man. But, yeah, it's funny. That's it's funny. So cute. It's funny, like, finding someone. That when you're not looking per se, like mm-hmm. I never really thought that I would get married or anything. Like I was really? never oh. a person that I had, I had buddies that were always like, just I have to be dating somebody. Yeah. I have to have a girlfriend. Yeah. And like I was never just like against it. I just was like, I'm not really like looking for that. I haven't met the right person, I guess. Yeah. And we learned early on that we'd both been through some pretty hard stuff. Um, I think that's what makes it real, though. We really. Knew that the other one wasn't just like, I don't know, couldn't relate to hardship in a way, I guess. Yeah. We've both been through some pretty hard stuff, so it was like, oh, shit, like, you know how this feels. So, like, we had a connection like that pretty early on. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's so cool. And you guys, like, trauma bonded? No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's so sweet. Yeah, she's a, she, like, her mom was sick for a long time. So that was like her thing. It was like she had a really hard time with that. Oh no! But she passed. She passed actually ten years ago. Really? To uh, this year. That's so we, sad. Her mom passed. I'm sorry for probably both of your losses because you were definitely with her whenever. Oh yeah. That happened and yeah, was that hard on your relationship? Like, uh, I guess. That for I feel like to me, if I were to lose a parent, I probably would like turn into a zombie person <laughs> and not want to see anybody or like go to work or do anything. So like, I don't know, your wife may be just like super fucking strong, but like <laughs> that would be hard as shit. Did that take a toll on your relationship? It just it it was like the thing that made me realize like that it was a real thing. I might cry, Keithley. Oh my god. You're so in love. I love this. Oh my gosh. If you're his but wife, you're a lucky woman <laughs> because he is literally crying. This is so sweet. I'm sorry. We don't have to no, talk about it. I want to. Okay. <laughs> my hand's sweaty. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> when we were dating. I knew I found out her mom was sick. Mm-hmm. And she'd been sick most of Madison's life. That's my wife's name. Okay. 
I just remember thinking, I really like this girl, but I was so worried sick that if it didn't work out, she would have spent all this time with me that she could have spent with her mom. Mm. So it was nice because it affected our relationship in that from the beginning I told her that it was important to me that they get to spend time together. So we started going, every uh, Friday we would go, her mom and dad lived in Yukon. That's where we live now, but at the time we lived in Edmond, we were going to school and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told her, like, we should go hang out with your mom and dad every Friday. Mm-hmm. And so it became like our thing. We would go there every week. And it was like one of my favorite memories is like mm-hmm. going there every week. Right. And so, but I was just always so worried, like, I, I was, no, it wasn't like I was planning for it not to work out, mm-hmm. but I was just so worried if it didn't, that she would have spent all this time with me, that, right. you know, she lost that time. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's heartbreaking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm but so But I like sorry. talking about her, because yeah. she was a really nice lady, and she was a, she was tough as fuck, like. Right. I think she got diagnosed with cancer when Madison was like seven or eight. So it was like a pretty much a lifetime yeah. of that like for Madison. Eleven years, I think. So it was like at that point it was like most of Madison's life. And now it's like I think about it because it's like that amount of time that she's been gone now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like damn like it's deep, yeah. It shit makes it hard because it's like I can't imagine how she feels and it's like I just wanna be there, but like not right. overstep, or not not necessarily overstep, but like speak to it in a way that I am not, yeah, like um, knowledgeable. I guess right. like I can't relate to you in the same exact way. Yeah. I just want to be there, like while you're going through that. For sure. Well, how special that now you guys are married and you got to be there for her in those moments. And I, I don't know Madison, but I probably know that she doesn't regret any of the time she spent with you, and like she got to spend all of that time with her mom too, and. I think that's super neat that you were like, let's prioritize this and like, it's important to me. You know, that's really cool. That's really cool. Oof. <laughs> done like 120 episodes and avoided crying, Keithley. Is this, this the is first time? Oh I ever my cried gosh, on. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. Well, I always tell my friends, like, or just anyone, if you see me, I'm on the verge of tears. <laughs> I'm just a, like an emotional guy, like at baseline. Really? Huh? So like, it doesn't take much. But talking about Dee Dee is definitely like the thing that gets me for sure. Oh, no. Okay. But I like talking about her because right? she was one of my favorite people. Super special. Yeah. And I'm glad that you got to meet her and get to know her. That's really amazing. Yeah, she was awesome. Um. I'm sorry I made you cry. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like all of a sudden took the interview over and I was asking you questions <laughs> and then I like broke you down and made you cry. <laughs> Man, you're asking that question and I was already like in my like, stomach like, I'm going to get through this without crying. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got to speak <laughs> on it. That's that's awesome. I've never, I guess I've never really, I've never really talked to anybody about that, I guess. Really? Well, I just, it's not strange, but like. I do want to, like, make her feel like we can openly talk about her mom and, like, course, that she's yeah. never gone. But 
I just, it's like a kind of a bummer for her sometimes to just oh be like, God, I'm sure. Hey, let's talk about your mom that passed. It's like, she's like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. but it's real hard, like around her birthday and like Mother's Day and shit. Yeah. Because she'll, <laughs> she'll get asked, <laughs> dude, she'll get asked a lot, like, what'd you do for Mother's Day? Oh, uh, yeah. And she likes, like, tries, <laughs> she tries to let people down easy. Right. But boy, they double down. Oh, my god. And she's gosh. always like, I tried to let you off easy. Right. Now I've got to drop the hammer right. on you. And they're always How like, intense. the thing that she hates, you know, they're, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want your goddamn sympathy. I didn't right. even want you to ask me about it. Right. <laughs> Why'd you ask in the first place? <laughs> I cut hair, and that is one thing I never ask about is Mother's Day and Father's Day and, like, Grandparents' Day. Right. You just never know. Yeah, because you really, you never know. And, like, even some people have weird relationships with their parents. Like, like. It like imagine asking somebody how was your Mother's Day and them being like I fucking hate that bitch. <laughs> like everybody has a it's different true. perspective. You never know, yeah. And I feel like family is always a really touchy subject and like yeah, yeah. Family's tough because it's like especially if they're bad because no yeah. one can like no one knows how to hurt you the way your family does. Oh my gosh, your family knows you better than anybody. Yeah. So that's always tough. It's definitely a good rule of thumb to be like not asking about that right <laughs> it's, a, it's like a weird thing because like you want to well it seems like a normal like, thing because yeah. we all have moms but exactly. like at the same time it's like you just never know oh yeah yeah you never know and two i would probably not know what to do if somebody was like yeah my mom's dead and i'd be like <gasps> i'm so sorry I'm, just, I'm sorry i feel like you'd have to almost have a sense of humor about it and just be like really blunt and be like my mom's dead <laughs> and then like not even like react to their like oh i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) exactly i had a friend that tells a story about her (laughs) her um did you ever see that movie ted with i i've it's one of those movies that it's always on but i don't know that i've ever watched it actually well there's like a scenes like mark Wahlberg is like talking like basically shitting on somebody but like he's talking like this like as if he's like really involved Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I just really kind of hope you get Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> it's like, it's a line that he says. Yeah. And uh, my friend was telling me about, she had taken, she had taken her friend that her dad just passed from Lou Gehrig's disease to that oh. movie. And then they say that line in that movie. Did that like break her heart? No, she died laughing. Oh my God. She thought it was like the most funny, That's like amazing. why would this possibly be in this movie <laughs> right? after this just happened? Like, That's amazing. She has real dark humor about it. So, Good. But it was like a coping thing for her. Like yeah. it made her laugh. Good. I feel like sometimes things are just so sad that you have to laugh. Also, like mortality is like the scariest thought for me right now. Like I'm definitely in a phase of my life where I'm going through like an existential crisis and I'm like, what does it all mean? Yeah. And like the thought of passing and not being able to like figure out what this all means and like living life and stuff like that. That is so, yeah, heartbreaking and sad. And like um, it sucks that we all can't live forever. I talk about this. Almost every day, really, I think about this and bring it up because, like, <laughs> usually it's joking. People will be like, um, "Are you okay?" or whatever. I was like, "Are any of us really okay?" <laughs> right? Like, just <laughs> real, like, okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's always like, uh, always. I I told a this girl today was um, real bummed about some dude that was being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, "Well, just remember that they're gonna die one day." Like. Yeah. 
Hell yeah, they are. She's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're right. So it made her feel better. Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right? You're not like wishing ill on them. Mm-hmm. You're just like, hey, one day. Right? You're not going to have to worry about them anymore. Yeah. They won't cut anybody else off in yep. traffic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is the same vibe, but my grandma is always just like, um, well, I hope they get where they're going. And oh it definitely God. has the... <laughs> The vibe of, like, they might die today <laughs> um, if they keep driving like that. That's big, um, bless their heart energy. Oh, like, that is my grandma. You're, like, shitting on them without shitting on them. Right? Like, my grandma is super, my grandma is super like that. Like So is mine, yeah. Um, I will, like, have called her and, like, we're having a good conversation. And she's like, all right, well, I'm going to get off now. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> okay, we're still bye. talking, but all right, let <laughs> like, me not keep you. Right. And it's just like her energy is just like that. It's just, it's very funny. That's it so take fun. it a lot of getting used to. I, like, didn't know her most of my life. I really? just reconnected with her, like, two years ago or something like that. Really? That's amazing. And so she's just, like, very much, like, let's make up for lost time. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's tight. Like, Word. Yeah. But she's, like, doing some kind of strange things, Keith Lee, like. Your grandma's she, strange, she huh? wants to, Well, she's just, like, trying to kiss me, like, on the lips. Oh, my God. And I'm, like, I have to, like, friends on my grandma. Bro, I get it. Um, One time, <laughs> I was, like, I think on my high school graduation, I was, like, going for the cheek from my grandma, and I think I accidentally kissed her mouth, and I was just, like, I am at the age where that is not okay anymore. <laughs> like, I, I felt it in my whole body whenever it happened. I was just, like, I still feel the same way about you, grandma, but we can't do that again. We just got to be friends. We can't do that again. But then I know people who are, like, chill with that. Yeah, like, I'm, like... I don't want to shit on them for doing that. Exactly. But like, it's, it's like, not bad, but it's, like, not our thing. Well, I haven't <laughs> known my grandma, so it's basically, that like, some lady off right? the street I'm kissing on <laughs> the lips. Like, I'm like, I only kiss my wife. <laughs> and so it's just, like, hard because it's, like, I don't want to kiss you on the lips, <laughs> yeah. grandma. Right. She goes for the kiss, and I'm like, hey. Hey, uh, nice, nice <laughs> to see you again, grandma. I always joke with Madison about that. I'm like, I have the friend zone grandma again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, and then I have one grandma that's a cheek pincher. Oh, no. That's like yep. freaking like at a movie or something. I've right. never actually seen someone in real life do I that. Think, <laughs> although I do think that my grandma Janet is definitely like um, kind of in it for the pain. <laughs> like I think she she enjoys like the little squish <laughs> and being like, yeah, I hurt you. But like in a sweet old lady way. Damn, I, grandma. Yeah. But my grandma Sherry is very like um, Southern Belle, bless your heart. Um, uh, she just retired and like, yeah, she has this thick, not even like, it's just a Midwestern accent. Where's she from? She's from here. Oh. Well, she's from a smaller town. She, I feel oh, like the people from, from smaller towns in Oklahoma have the accent. Okay. And people who aren't from, like, the people who kind of grew up in the city really don't have... I don't think I have an accent. Are you from here? I'm from here, yeah. Yeah, we don't have accents, I do don't we? feel like that. I've gotten all kinds of manner of things. It's a quick side note. My grandma's name is Sherry, so you had me shook for a moment. Oh I was my like, gosh. where's she from? You know what's crazy? <laughs> my name's Madison. My real name is Madison. Oh so God. whenever you were saying Madison, uh, or, like, even whenever I was saying Madison, I don't know that I say the word Madison a lot. Because oh, the only shit. people who really call me that are my parents. Or they oh. don't even call me Madison. They call me Maddie. I'm shook. Yeah. Damn. We all, like. Weird. Yeah. 
we're all living the same life. I You're guess. like, my name's actually Keithley. Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. Harold Keithley story. How'd you know? It's my middle name, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. It's my middle name. It's my grandma's. Oh, okay. I think it was like my great grandma's maiden name. Oh. So I have three last names. Madison Keithley Welling. Dang. Is That's very... Yeah. I'm Mexican, so it's very Latino. <laughs> really? It's At very least, Hispanic. Like, I think there's like 400 letters in my name. God damn. And you should see it written out in <laughs> cursive. It's like this long. It doesn't fit I, want, I did wonder what Keithley is, but that's such a hack question to me. Be like, what's yeah. that band name inspired I've, by? Um, I grew up in Guthrie, and uh, we, it, we had a class of like 206 people, and I swear to God, six of them were named Maddie. Oh and God. after call or like after high school, I was like, I'm gonna try and get people to call me Keithley, and it took forever to stick. And honestly, oh shit, rebrand. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and honestly, it doesn't really stick. Like, there's still like, oh my gosh, the cool guys in the music scene are like, can I call you Maddie? No, you can call me Keithley. Wow, thank you. You can call me what I told you. Exactly. My and name like, was. my buddies can call me Maddie for sure. Like, my close friends can call me Maddie because it's like whatever. But like, it's weird when. People I don't really know call me, um, like, Maddie or yeah. Madison. It's, like, almost like an intimacy. It's like, whoa, you're not Ex- to that point exactly. yet. Exactly. Like, people can level up. Yeah. But, like, until then, you can address me as Keith. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny when someone hears that, too. Like, mm-hmm. um, I always, I've always called Madison Shorty. I was like, hey, Shorty. Really? And um, I've heard, I heard someone say that to her one time, and I'm like, whoa, that's weird. Like, don't, that's don't my call thing, her that. actually. What's funny is, like, whenever, I don't know if you had this, but, like, we'll have things, I, like, don't know shit, Keithley, like, (laughs) um, so I'll, like, not know common phrases or something sometimes, and, um, I don't know what is, like, a thing that people say that I just didn't know because I never heard that growing up. Right. Or if something's a a Madison original, as I call it. (laughs) And so, one thing she's always said is, um... Oh, that's the, you're being a giggle butt. If I just keep laughing, like I can't, I get the giggles. Yeah, I, I can't think, stop laughing. I think you're the only giggle butt. I don't think that's like slang or anything. Imagine my surprise <laughs> when I'm at work <laughs> and I can't stop laughing <laughs> and I just tell everyone out in the open, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just being a giggle butt today. <laughs> and they're like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm like, is that not the phrase oh people my gosh, use? Right? <laughs> being in love <laughs> will change your like dialogue in everyday life i swear <laughs> i swear and i'm just being a giggle but <laughs> couldn't li- never live that one down that's pretty funny <laughs> um what do you have any other little nicknames that you guys share um not really we're not really big in the in the nicknames thing. yeah i've just I've always called her shorty i don't know why probably because she's the one por- person on earth that's shorter than me yeah I'm, I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm a short king are you a short king i'm a short king um that's so funny my sister matches somebody on tinder today and i was like he's a short king, short king. for sure <laughs> someone did a uh, this guy i know just captioned his instagram photo it was like short king spring <laughs> <laughs> i love it I love it. I was like that. I love that. I'm like five <laughs> two, so even if you're a short king, you're probably still taller than me. So oh, yeah. Shit. yeah, swipe yeah. right. There you go. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here. Um, <laughs> short kings. It is very interesting because, like, you know, I missed. Well, I say missed, but we've been together so long that mm-hmm. I never app dated. Like, really? Yeah. So like, I'll be kind of like rubbernecking on like my friends that are single. I'm like, how does this? How work? How does it work? I don't know. There's how it ones works, where it's yeah. like. 
the girl has to reach out first and shit like that. Right. Wow, yeah. This is interesting. I think that's Bumble. I don't know dating apps all that well that either. I've used like way back when I've used them, and then I think here and there I'll like download it for a day and be like, "This is." Terrifying. And then get sick of it. And, like, yeah, it seems unsafe. It seems like a dating app is literally is. how you get murdered. You're like, "I'm looking to get murdered. Thank you. Um, <laughs> here's my profile. Here's my interests. Lure me in." Please. Yeah, here's a list of my fears. Here's a li- <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I listen to too much true crime. Uh, bullshit to to ever even be interested in listening to it or not listening but uh being like on, the on a dating app but like that would yeah it's interesting to you know what though i have friends who are like this is my spouse we met on tinder so i'm like how did you not huh. murder her that's crazy and marry her instead that's <laughs> weird it went the different way yeah it didn't her, go how I expected. You're killing her over time. Yeah, now, <laughs> <of all> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, I got I'm long her into smoking, her. so yeah. I'm like slowly killing long her. Long conning her. I'm dad joking <laughs> her to death. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely strange to like not have been and like met that way. We met like the really? old fashioned yeah. way. Yeah. And I always joke like, man, if I was single all of a sudden, it would be a tough time for me. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know how to be single anymore. Oh my gosh! I should be like, can you take care of me, please? <laughs> I need you. I need somebody to take care because she does. She's like oh. my financial manager. I always say she's just a whiz with money. Hell yeah! And I'm like, can I have money, please? <laughs> she's like, like, what like, can I spend and not spend? Yeah, and you're like, we, how do I live? We have the budget, and so she's like, if you don't stick to the budget, it's not a budget. I really think, uh, not to use this word in a negative sense, but like codependency. It makes a happy relationship for sure. <laughs> I, like when you need them an and you can't break up with them because like you literally won't have any money. Like that'll that'll last. <laughs> That's a love that'll last for sure. We have like our areas. You know what I mean? Like yeah. She handles the money and then she doesn't like never has to touch a toilet to clean. Yeah. I clean the whole house, basically. Oh, that's perfect. So yeah. we got a good setup going. Nice. That's a good trade off. <laughs> That is a good trade-off. Oh, God. Is that, uh, have you ever dived into love languages? Yeah. Um, Is, like, acts of service your love language? Acts of service is the one that I love to give. Right. Like, I love to. But what do you like receiving, then? Words of affirmation. Oh, I like yeah. that. I, uh, I am, I like to receive love in um, acts of service. I kind of show love in gifts a little oh, yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, I also love getting gifts too. But I feel like I can't tell people that because they're like, oh, material girl. And I'm like, no. I like stuff. Love. Yeah, I like stuff. What's I like liking stuff. I, I Googled it because I was like, am I a, a just like materialistic? <laughs> the drama. Yeah, am, am I the problem? Is it me? <laughs> um, so I had to look it up and be like, this is okay, right? And it's like more of the, like, you were out, not with me, thought of me, bought me something, and brought it back to me. Like, that is so sweet. That's true. That's so sweet. Um, but yeah, a lot of the time, my friends will be like, that's wild. <laughs> How dare you want a thing? Exactly. I, I definitely subscribe to the... If they wanted to, they would. Yeah, same, same, same. If you don't, if you're not getting, if they're not putting effort into you, what are you even doing? Yeah. 
Two, I think. Like a both ways. Yeah, yeah. you have to build something. And yeah. like, I think you guys are building like a life, you know? Um, yeah, if one person's just taken and not putting in, it's like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh, it's so draining. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't not like getting stuff. Come on now. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I am like, uh, like you killed my cat, but you bought me a new one. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you thought of me. How thoughtful. Yeah, how thoughtful. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> um, or yeah, just like if I got in a fight with my partner and they're like, here's a squishmallow. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. You nailed it. Let's go cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing the squishmallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that's so funny. <laughs> All right, Keith Lee. Wrap up now. That you made me cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Out of how many? I was the first. I've done like uh, 135 episodes or oh something like that. I've gotten close on, on quite a few of them. Yeah. But no yeah. one's ever asked me about that. That was the secret. Ooh. The weakness. I figured it out. I flipped <laughs> the script and I was like, "What? Are, what are your things? <laughs> you cry, dance monkey." Mm, no, that definitely, <laughs> it definitely has happened where people have been like, "Let me interview you." Really? I'm like, "All right." But it's I, never been. Yeah, I feel like sometimes whenever I'm just like, uh, because this is literally our first time meeting. Yeah, that is true. People um, don't know that. Yeah. So inside baseball for you there. <laughs> I thought it was uh, really cool to get to know you over this. Thank you yeah, for having me. For sure. Yeah. Um, You have your EP out. Uh, where can people follow you, f- uh, find your music, all that stuff, keep up with you? Yeah, so I'm on... Uh, Instagram as Keithley underscore burning bras. Um, not really on Facebook. Uh, I'm kind of on TikTok, I guess, Keithley dot burning bras. Um, and then on Spotify or Apple Music, you can find me under just Keithley. Even this band's uh, EP that we're putting out, uh, I just released it under Keithley because I couldn't figure out how to make it like a collaborative thing where it would show up on mine and also like Keith Lee and the burning bras. It was like one or the other and I was losing my mind. I'm, I suck with technology and I have to do all of this shit myself. So I was like, I don't fucking know how to do this. It's just going under. And then if people, I put like the record label burning bras and then I think I misspelled it too. Oh so my God. Um, a little insider scoop. Burning if, bars, baby. If, yeah, exactly. If you see it on, it's, I think it shows like the label on Spotify, look at it. It's misspelled for oh sure. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dyslexic's punch in the air. Oh right my now. gosh! Yeah, I think it was just after like me just sobbing, being like, I don't know how to make it two bands. Um, yeah. So I think I'm not on SoundCloud. I I mean, like, I think my stuff is on SoundCloud, and you can probably find it just under Keithley. Also, Keithley is spelled K-E-A-T-H-L-E-Y. Um, most people spell it with an I. Um, really? So it's like, oh, Keith. yeah, and yeah. then they're like, I can't fucking find it. Because <laughs> you're a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Spelling it wrong. Exactly. Um, so it's not like Keith Lee, but like Keith Lee. Um, <laughs> if you heard the difference. <laughs> yeah, you really nailed uh, it. Yep, <laughs> yep. You um, cleared it up. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. That's I think that's it. That's my promo. Please listen to my music um april 20th that's whenever we're releasing the ep that would be so sick if everybody went and listened to it. yeah i'll go cop that for sure yeah man did you hear that <laughs> that was crazy i think i've like 
punch yeah. this microphone a few times. <laughs> it happens times. all the time. Okay, People good. are like, sorry. Does it, like, <laughs> does it read whenever they... It, you can hear it a little bit. But sorry. I'm not, I'm not bellyaching about right. that for sure. Cool. But you guys be sure to check that out. I mean, we'll put the, the links and everything in the show notes for sure. Check out Keith Lee's music. Um, as always, you can follow us on social media. It's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Y'all stay sad out there. <laughs> Keith Lee. Cry. Have a good cry tonight. Bye-bye.